0: Hey guys, it's Shirley with Rise Up, Give Back. I am so excited to be here today with you guys and talk with you guys and catch up because it's been a whole week and I feel like it's been way longer. Um, This week has been a little crazy. My kids have been ill and it's, um, it's just been a little chaotic filled with Lysol and more Lysol. Um, but we are on the mend, fingers crossed, and moving forward, so thought I would take the time right now, um, while everything is quiet, to go ahead and um, talk with you guys. So I have actually been online listening to different TED Talks, and I found one, On the Power of Believing that You Can Improve, by Carol Dork, um, It is really good and it's only about 10 minutes um the highlight reel of this little speech that she gave um it's the overview says what exactly is a growth mindset hint it's something you'll want to have in order to succeed in every area of life in sharing her research pioneering positive psychologist psychiatrist carol dwork highlights how important the right mindset is in overcoming challenges and seeing failures as stepping stones rather than stumbling blocks. This is crazy guys that I even found this because it was, I wasn't searching for him, her obviously. Um, but I was talking with someone, um, actually on Instagram the other day, because I posted a picture and the pic, and the picture, sorry, that I posted um, was one that ultimately um, I got lots of comments on. And it says, don't worry about failures. Worry about the chances you'll miss when you don't even try. And my point uh, that I kept making to different people and I thought was so great that so many people commented but the the idea is every time you do something and you make a mistake, it's just putting you one step closer to being successful because now you've seen what does and does, and does not work and you've seen the outcome of one of your um, options, one of the things that you've chosen to do uh, So you want to run a marathon and you decide that all you're going to do is go to the gym and run on a treadmill and then you get there to run your marathon and you literally like die halfway through. Um, Obviously, don't literally die, but you know what I mean. And you realize, okay, something went wrong and you go back and think about your training and you realize that you didn't cross train at all, right? Yes. Obviously, to run a marathon, you got to be able to run 26 miles, right? We all know that. Um, but you also need to be doing a bunch of other types of workouts because you've got to be able to um, exercise and work out and strengthen all of your muscles from top to bottom because to have the endurance and the ability to actually sustain running for 26 miles without dying. Um, you need to be able to pull strengths and, and, and lean on muscles that are more than just running on the treadmill. So I actually thought this is only 10 minutes and, um, this little clip, and I thought I would play it and then let's talk about it. So, um, we're going to try to play this. Fingers crossed it works.
1: The power of yet. I heard about a high school in Chicago where students had to pass a certain number of courses to graduate. And if they didn't pass a course, they got the grade not yet. And I thought that was fantastic because if you get a failing rate, you think I'm nothing, I'm nowhere. But if you get the grade not yet, you understand that you're on a learning curve. It gives you a path into the future. Not yet also gave me insight into a critical event early in my career, a real turning point. I wanted to see how children coped with challenge and difficulty. So I gave 10 year olds problems that were slightly too hard for them. Some of them reacted in a shockingly positive way. They said things like, I love a challenge. Or, you know, I was hoping this would be informative. They understood that their abilities could be developed. They had what I call a growth mindset. But other students felt it was tragic, catastrophic. From their more fixed mindset perspective, their intelligence had been up for judgment, and they failed. Instead of luxuriating in the power of yet, they were gripped in the tyranny of now. So what do they do next? I'll tell you what they do next. In one study, they told us they would probably cheat the next time, instead of studying more if they failed a test. In another study, after a failure, they looked for someone who did worse than they did so they could feel really good about themselves. And in study after study, they have run from difficulty. Scientists measured the electrical activity from the brain, as students confronted an error. On the left, you see the fixed mindset students. There's hardly any activity. They run from the error. They don't engage with it. But on the right, you have the students with the growth mindset, the idea that abilities can be developed. They engage deeply. Their brain is on fire with yet. They engage deeply. They process the error, they learn from it, and they correct it. How are we raising our children? Are we raising them for now instead of yet? Are we raising kids who are obsessed with getting A's? Are we raising kids who don't know how to dream big dreams? Their biggest goal is getting the next A? or the next test score? And are they carrying this need for constant validation with them into their future lives? Maybe because employers are coming to me and saying, we have already raised a generation of young workers who can't get through the day without an award. So what can we do? How can we build that bridge to yet? Here are some things we can do. First of all, we can praise wisely. Not praising intelligence or talent, that has failed. Don't do that anymore. But praising the process that kids engage in. Their effort, their strategies, their focus, their perseverance, their improvement. This process praise creates kids who are hardy and resilient. There are other ways to reward YET. We recently teamed up with game scientists from the University of Washington to create a new online math game that rewarded YET. In this game, students were rewarded for effort, strategy, and progress. The usual math game rewards you for getting answers right, right now, but this game rewarded process. And we got more effort, more strategies, more engagement over longer periods of time, and more perseverance when they hit really, really hard problems. Just the words, yet or not yet, we're finding. Give kids greater confidence give them a path into the future that creates greater persistence.
0: I'm gonna pause it there, and I may or may not even go back to her last five minutes, but um, it was so intriguing to me, the idea of the yet, right? Because we've all had those moments where um, someone tells us no, or you're not good enough, or whatever. You're not good enough means you're not there yet. It doesn't mean that you'll never be, right? Like the think about the first time you write a book. Your book is probably gonna suck, right? That doesn't mean that you won't ever be an amazing author that writes, you know, New York Times bestsellers on the, you know, multi-book every year process. You know what I mean? Because You're not supposed to be great the first time you do something, but you are supposed to try and you're supposed to work hard and you're supposed to persevere and push through and get things done. You know what I mean? So whether you have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset has everything to do with how you perceive your own failures, right? So she was talking about that growth mindset versus the fixed mindset, right? Did you solve the problem Or have you just not, did you fail, excuse me, did you fail to solve it? Or have you just not solved it yet, right? So it just goes right back to that idea of you're not failing at whatever you're doing just because you're not successful yet. You're just growing. It's not your time yet. That doesn't mean that you won't ever get there. You know, like when you switch your mindset to the idea that you simply have not solved the problem yet, You'll become more resilient, more enthusiastic, and more likely to succeed at all those things that you're doing. Right? So, in um, Rachel Hollis talked about this a lot in her books. And I know other authors have as well about the idea that, you know, they had tried multiple times to do things and got failures. Go and listen to. Um, NPR has an amazing podcast. I listen to every episode, like literally as soon as my app dings and says it's ready, I go and listen to it. And it's called How I Built This. And it's a bunch of entrepreneurs um, who started these major companies, right? And go listen to them. Like Airbnb, guys. Airbnb, one of the largest travel um, websites. It literally will in my opinion, someday get to a point where it runs most hotels out of business or hotels are going to post their hotel rooms on Airbnb, one of the two. Airbnb got turned down for financing over and over and over. They met with investors after investors. They went to Silicon Valley. They went everywhere looking for investors. And every Body said that they were crazy. If they had taken the idea from these people that they were nuts, that they were crazy, that they had no idea what they were doing, then Airbnb would not exist today. And where would you sleep the next time you went on vacation? Right? I mean, it's um, it's amazing how many times people are turned down. They have amazing ideas and they get turned down or they get told that they're not good enough or they get told that they're gonna fail. And you know what? The ones that are successful, they are only successful because they do have that resilience. They are enthusiastic and they are determined that they will succeed no matter what. And maybe the path they were on wasn't right. Like, take for example, what I was talking about, Airbnb. If you go to, um the podcast how i built this and you scroll through um the podcast um for airbnb i I could look up the date if i had it in front of me but just go search through their uh podcast and you'll find it and he talks about like he originally posted it and he had so many you know people in new york city posted their houses and like nobody was going to stay there and he started thinking about it and he was like, you know, like these pictures aren't very good. Like, why don't I go and offer to take new pictures for them? And so he we went to take new pictures and started talking with these people and, you know, posted these nicer pictures and all of a sudden, hit, 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 hit. People are people are staying at the Airbnb. And he, it was just a matter of changing something about what they were doing, right? What they were doing, letting people take a picture on their phone, their flip phones, and posting it online was clearly not what people wanted to see. They were scrolling through these pictures thinking, oh, these places look awful. Why would I wanna stay there, right? And they recognized what they were doing wasn't working, and that was a fail. And so they said, okay, how do we fix this? How do we change this? Well, I'm a pretty good photographer. I've got a nice camera. Let's just fly to New York and take new pictures with everyone. Like, how hard is that? And that's the kind of attitude that we need to have in our regular life, right? Like, you want to do a workout competition that your gym is hosting. You probably, the first time, won't be very successful, and that's okay. You'll work your butt off, you'll try really hard, And you know what? It'll give you a really good understanding of what the judges are looking for. It'll give you a really good understanding of what the activities that you're gonna be asked to do are and how everything is set up, which will set you up for the next time you do it to be in a much better place, right? You wanna write a book, right? You write a book, go write it. Sit your butt down at your computer. Don't you go to sleep until you've written your word count for the day and do it right now it might suck (laughs) let's just be honest right it might just suck you know say you want to write a a fifty thousand word book and you want to write it in 30 days which is a great task i think everyone should try to do this i have yet to do this but it, it is on my bucket list i will write a book in 30 days you have to write 1,667 words per day. In 30 days, you will have your 50,000 word book, right? And when you get done with that book, it's gonna suck. But you know what? You will have said, All right, I got this. I wrote a book. It's got a plot. It may be about a vampire who fell in love with his high school teacher and she turned out to be like a fairy or something. I don't know. I'm making that up as I go. But <laughs> like it may be it may be awful, right? But the point of it is you're going to learn so much by getting those words on that page that if you keep going and you keep pushing and you keep doing it, you're going to solve that. If you look at it as I have not yet accomplished this, but I am going to, versus I failed, like you write a book, even if you take a year to write it, and you think it's amazing, and you send it to every publisher there is, and they all say, heck to the no, this is awful, no one's gonna read this, I'm not paying for it. You are not a failure, you still wrote a book, you are amazing, you put your butt in that chair, you put your butt to that computer, and you typed out, fifty seventy five thousand words right and you wrote your happy butt a book that is killer that's amazing you learned so much you researched. you googled you put this thing together where it's cohesive and it makes sense and it is good don't let people tell you that you you failed that you're not good enough What is that that um, Rachel said in her first book about, like, it can be the foremost person in your industry. It can be your mama. It can be your husband, your wife. No one has the ability to tell you that you're not successful and you're not good except you, right? So, like, every publisher tells you that you suck, then guess what? You self-publish that baby and you get it out there. And if 500 copies get sold over the next five years, you've you've sold 500 copies. That is amazing. You know there's people out there that never even get that far? You learn so much. You accomplish so much by continuing to just try, right? So let me ask you this question. What in your life have you been telling yourself you're a failure on? Have you been saying that you're a failure because your house is constantly in a messy wreck and you can't stay on top of your laundry so therefore clearly you're a failure at being a good wife or a good mom? That is not true, girlfriend. You better get your butt up and know that that is not something that you need to tell yourself. Maybe you need to look at your schedule. Maybe you need to sit down and write yourself a daily schedule. Maybe you need to figure out what is taking up your day and how do you figure out how to change that so that you do have things, time to do the things that you wanna do, right? Say you um, wanna get a new job, but you, you, you can't seem to find time to update your resume. Well, figure it out. You wanna write a book. You wanna run a marathon. You wanna do any of these things, do it. And then if you don't succeed the first time, don't let anybody look at you and tell you, you failed. Because people like to do that, right? People love to look at someone else who has done so much and who has fought to do something that maybe that they don't, they don't know how to do. And they don't have the same success at the same level that the other person thinks that they should And because of that, they tell him, oh, you failed, you suck, right? We've all been told we suck, right? If you haven't, then you're amazing and you clearly don't belong listening to this podcast. (laughs) But the normal person has been told at least once in their life that they suck. You don't suck. You're not a failure. You just haven't accomplished the task yet. We're not supposed to accomplish things the first time we try it. She talks a little bit in that talk that, um, I believe it was in the part that I just played for you guys, that, you know, we're raising a a generation of children who, who, according to employers, can't make it through the workday without getting praise and getting an award of some sort. That is so true. Like... The idea that everybody gets a participation trophy and everybody gets their dream job making $100,000 right off the bat out of college. Y'all, that is some BS if I've ever heard it, right? Like, you do not get to make your dream job $100,000 right out of college. It doesn't work. And the few people that do get it, they are blessed beyond measure because that is not normal. What's normal? You have to make copies and get coffee and do the grunt work and work the 60 hours and then you slowly get up and you work up that ladder and you work your butt off and you show up every day with intention and enthusiasm about your job that you're in and you work hard at growing in your job and getting the best you can be you might be in the mail room but by golly there's not a single piece of mail that goes to the wrong person right? You work your butt off and you show them that you can be successful at that and then you're going to get promoted. But guess what? The first time you get promoted and you get into a situation that you've never been in before, guess what? There's a really good chance that you're going to handle it wrong. But that doesn't mean that you're a failure at that job. And I hope that there's someone out there that this is resonating with because this is a big deal. And I think Women and men alike do this too much. We are so critical of ourselves. And a lot of it is that people-pleasing self, you know, that, that we always want to make sure that other people look at us and see us and, and, you know, think that we're awesome and think that we're great at everything. You know what? We don't have to be great at everything. We can just not yet be there, and that's okay. So what what are you doing in your life? What's going on right now in your life that you need to change your mindset about? That you need to look at it as I'm just not there yet, right? Every day I get up and I <clears throat> write in a gratitude journal. Which a side note, if you are not writing a gratitude journal every morning, you need to do you need to change something about that because. Starting your day being grateful for what you have, even it can be little things like your fuzzy new robe or the fireplace in your living room or the cup of coffee that you're sitting in front of. It can be anything, but changing that mindset where the first things in your mind where you're really truly thinking about things are wondering what are you most grateful for at that moment is truly life changing for the whole rest of the day. It sets your morning up. It sets your day up. It's just amazing. That's not telling you that you won't have bad days because obviously that happens. But it sets your mind right from the get-go. If you don't have a morning routine, if you don't get up early in the morning and do something for yourself, do something for your body, write your gratitude down, then these are the things that, you know, you need to change. And like, right away. Um... But anyways, I digress. <laughs> um, I write in my gratitude journal, and then after I write in my gratitude journal, I write 10 dreams that I've already made happen. I think I've actually talked about this before. Um, and this is actually, um, I know I talk about her a lot, Rachel Hollis' um, like start-today journal. But she tells you you don't have to buy her journal. She actually tells you exactly what to do and how many lines and all that stuff. In one of her um, podcasts, <clears throat> so just go listen to her Rise podcast. I know Rise Up, Rise. It's similar, and I apologize. Anyways, go look up her podcast, and she'll walk you through exactly how to do it. Or go look them on thehollisco.com, dot com, and um, you know you can you can find out there. But so you write down the five things that you're most grateful for right then, and then you write down ten dreams or goals that you have already accomplished. These are things that you don't necessarily have to already have accomplished, but you're going to write it as if you have, right? So I write almost every day, I want to be an intentional wife. And I, well, I, I say, I am an intentional wife, right? I am an exceptional mother. I write, I am a respected entrepreneur. I write, that I launched Rise Up Give Back with a minimum of 50 subscribers, which is kind of scary because I'm supposed to start taking pre-orders in like a week and a half, right? So <clears throat> I wanna have, I say that I have, tw- I have over 1,000 subscribers by the end of 2020. I write that I speak on large stages I wrote that I made a conference, a weekend conference. I, I write all sorts of things down, right? I like, I, I've told you guys a 100 times, I'm in real estate. One of my almost everyday goals is I sold 50 houses this year. Like I write down the things that I plan on doing and the things that I want for my life as if they've already happened. Now, they haven't yet, some of them have, some of them haven't, but I don't write them like, oh, maybe maybe if, maybe if this happens, then maybe that might happen, and then maybe I can get this. No, I write I've done it, damn it, <laughs> right? Like, even if it doesn't work out for me this time, I write it that it will, because it will, right? If not this time, it will next time. It just hasn't happened yet. I didn't fail. If, if Rise Up Give Back launches and I mail out July's box at the end of May and I, and I have 32 subscribers and I wrote in my Start Today journal for the last month that I started it with 50 subscribers, that doesn't mean I failed. It means I'm just not there yet. It means I need to look at my thing and figure out what I'm doing wrong and figure out how to increase that. So that I can impact the most lives that I can possibly impact. But it doesn't mean that I fail. So I I encourage everyone this week as you go through, um, look at your life. Go through each day. Figure out what in the world you're doing. Figure out why you do it. And think about what you're doing in your life where you are looking at it as a failure. And not as a simply, I haven't yet figured that out yet right? So you guys are amazing. Thanks for um, sticking around. I know I played like five five minutes of a TED talk and I apologize. I just thought it was really interesting and it was literally something that I've been talking about all week. And so when I found it, I I thought it was like fortuitous. I needed to like talk about it and it gave me the perfect um, topic to bring to you guys and I hope that it touched someone's life and that you guys um, all can take something out of it so you guys have a great day have a great week hug someone smile at someone be nice to someone ask someone how their day is going you know tell them that have a great day do something nice for someone else because you never know how it's going to affect someone you never know where someone else is coming from right? You have no idea the 10 things that went wrong in their life before they got in line behind you at the grocery store. And you will never know how much simply just saying hi and smiling and talking about the magazine that's in front of them will mean to them. Okay? I love you guys. I can't wait to talk to you next week. Bye.